Okay, welcome to the Anbury podcast. Today we are sitting with Caitlin Young, the social media doctor. Hi, Caitlin. Thank you. Hi, thank you for having me on, Caitlin. I'm really excited to be here. I'm super excited to have you. There's a lot of questions um, on business owner side uh, regarding social media. How do you do social media? What is social media? Why do algorithms hate me? Um, so forth and so on. So we're just going to dive right into it. I'm so excited to have you here. Um, well, a new social media platform just came out off of Instagram, right? Uh, how do you stay up to date with the latest social media trends? Yeah. So I tell my clients and people I meet that um, I do like a six month rule on the new platforms. So when a new platform comes out, I give it six months, like doing the engagement, learning it, things like that. And then if it's not moving my business forward, or if it's not like, if it's more of a chore for me than like a joy, I end up not utilizing it. Um, I mean, I always utilize Instagram, Facebook, like the big ones. Um, but there's so many new tests test apps out there and there's always a new app so to save my time as well as like my clients and stuff I just do one new one every six months and we're able to figure out pretty quickly from that Mm -hmm. uh whether the platform's going to work for the business or not like threads is coming out it's new it's still piggybacking off of a well-known app but is there an opportune time or a window of opportunity, I should say, that when it's a new platform that the algorithms are working more in your favor? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I have pushed everyone to join threads. The reason being is even though it's over a hundred million and all that, like it's still new compared to Instagram, Facebook, all these big platforms, which means that you're going to have an easier time getting in front of more people, especially with it being like Twitter with the text platform kind of style they're just pushing it. They don't have the algorithm completely dialed in yet. Like they do on Instagram and Facebook and they don't have the ads and things like that going on. So it's right now it's like basically free media. I mean, it's the easiest platform to grow on. I went from, you know, zero on threads to almost 600 in a week, which if you're just starting on a new platform, that's pretty good. Right. And then there's an opportunity once you, so you're taking this new platform, growing that. And if you don't have a large following on your other platforms to kind of take those followers to the other side as well, is that a, is that a strategy that you would? ah. Exactly. And the cool part about threads is literally they have the option to just literally take your threads post and share it over to Instagram. So it can be one seamless move to your Instagram page, your stories, things like that. You even have it tied into Twitter, which I think is funny because it's a Twitter (laughs) competitor, but you can literally tweet your thread over to Twitter as well. So there's a lot of different um, sharing opportunities and things like that, that if you're not, you know, huge on social media yet, or, you know, you're just starting out, I 100% think that threads should be one of the apps you start out on right now as it grows. Hmm. And on that apps that you should be on or should start out on, what's your take on TikTok? The thing is, is it depends on the business. There are different businesses, different, um, like if you're more corporate based, obviously LinkedIn is going to be your best friend. Like it's more high end business. Whereas if it's like a service, like a contracting or something where you're selling a product, something like that, TikTok is a great platform to be on. Uh, I have seen it work over and over again for contractors and coaches where, you know, they'll grow a following pretty quickly just from a video of someone like sawing a table or something. So uh, definitely video is the way to go, uh, but it depends on the business. 
When we're talking about developing a social media strategy for a client, what key elements do you consider? So the very first thing I consider when I talk to a client about their social media is what are their core values and what is their mission? The reason I ask the core values is because core values actually give people a guideline of what to expect with a business, what to expect as an employee, what to expect, you know, as a customer. It kind of sets the barrier of like, okay, uh, act with integrity. So we're not going to post something that's, you know, not integritous. Okay, uh, you know, they're on time and quick to turn around. Okay, so because of that, you know, we're going to advertise the quick turnaround times, right? Like it all goes back to how the business operates. And when so when I'm looking to represent a business or a person, even if it's a coach or someone, first question I ask is, what are your core values and what's your mission? Because those are the things that are going to make them stand out online other than, you know, just buy my stuff. <laughs> Right. And, and as part of that standing out, when you're scrolling through social media and you're looking at people's videos and content, they, they seem very similar. How do you have your yeah. clients stand out? So they're not making the same exact videos with the same exact Canva graphics with the same exact words, emojis. All I can see. No one else can see you nodding. But <laughs> you are Oh, nodding. yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So you that's like the whole reason I started my company because I was getting sick of scrolling through social media and seeing someone take a viral piece of content or some other content and redo it exactly like them. Like, mm. okay, you know, we, we there's only so many times I can see, you know, someone doing something ridiculous the same exact way. So the way I make my clients stand out is uh, I like going back to the mission and the core values and things. I find out what they're passionate about and I create content based on them, not on what's trending. I don't go looking at like, you know, what's the trending content, things like that. I look at, okay, what are my clients comfortable doing? What is their style and how are we going to utilize this and make it stand out on social media? Like it's, it's a deeper dive into the person and their company, but in the long run, that's what makes them stand out because we're able to pull those pieces that maybe they don't even realize they have, mm -hmm. you know, whether it be like, oh, I walk my dog every Wednesday and we go to this place, you know, that's actually great content. You can put a sound that goes with the content, you know, and have it stand out that way, but little things like that, everything's content. <laughs> so it's interesting that you said you're not really paying attention to what's trending. How do you get them in front of a larger audience? Because that's everyone's belief. If, if I can get on the trending train, that's what I'm calling it, the, the trend train, then I'm going to be in that clump of content being shown. Yeah. So this is what I'll do is once I know like what the content I'm doing is looks like, I take a trending sound and put it in the background. Mm. So that will be like a background noise, but the algorithm knows that it's a trending sound, right? But it's not what's standing out. What's standing out is what the client's doing, what they're, you know, making it different. So that way when people are looking at that trending sound, it stops, stops their scroll and they're like, wait, that's not like the rest of the videos. You know, that one's different, makes them stop. The other thing we do is utilize hashtags. Mm. Um, especially in Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook, way to go. Uh, threads right now, hashtags don't work, but, uh, you know, definitely helps you get in front of the right keywords. Mm -hmm. And what about tagging 
other pages or other people? Is that is that a good strategy or a bad strategy? So if you directly collaborated with someone, I think that you should definitely, uh, they have an option to literally hit collaborate and it shares their video exactly like your you share yours to their timeline once they accept it. So I definitely think that's a great idea, especially if they're collaborating with you on a video. Um, I don't subscribe to just tagging like every single person on your timeline or, you know, in a group into a video and stuff like that, because that gets old for people. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. at first I saw people doing it and I ended up like unsubscribing from certain people because I kept getting tagged going, oh no, what was I tagged in? And it was a video that I had no input into. Mm -hmm. So um, I think, you know, definitely when you have someone involved in the content or, you know, you're collaborating with someone, definitely tag them. But if you're just tagging to get the uh, views and stuff, it'll actually do the opposite. Oh, it'll actually do the opposite. What about links? Is it good to have in the post or in the comments? Uh, comments always. Uh, in comments the post, always. it will basically shadow ban the post it, because Facebook, Instagram, and all the platforms goals to keep you on their platform. The longer you're on their platform, the more likely you're going to click an ad that they get paid for, or you're going to click something else that results in them gain dollars. If it's just an organic link, they're they're going, eh, we don't want you to take away from our platform. Ah, I just made a post with a link inside the post. So that's most likely right now getting shadow banned. Yeah, yes. exactly. Like you will get a couple people, especially if they're like close friends where, you know, they'll see the link or if someone's like constantly on your timeline, they'll see it. But Facebook's not going to push it out in front of more people than like the immediate circle. Huh. So how do you measure your so everything that we've already talked about and the stuff that you do specifically for your clients that we haven't even touched on. Um, how do you measure the effectiveness of the social media efforts for the business? Yeah. And, so, and how do you pr prioritize when you're doing campaigns and deciding campaign performance metrics, all of that? For sure. So I do only organic. So we don't do like the paid ads, things like that. Um, the, I get the same kind of results without having to. Uh, but the main priority is like when we're first starting out, if someone doesn't have a presence, gain as many views as possible. Because once we get the eyeballs on, then we can learn it, get into like a sign up for my newsletter or sign up for my email here, things like that, dropping those little call to actions. And then we're able to measure that, right? Because the link we put in, we'll able to see who's viewing it, who's not um, in the comments. Uh, then we start looking at engagement because if people are engaging and staying active with it, that's just gonna keep pushing it in front of more people. So that's kind of how we measure the first six months, especially with organic, we're looking at the, um, how 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 big is the reach for where we're going. And then once we're, we have a solid audience and presence, that metric changes. Mm. And how do you approach that? How do you approach the targeting and reaching? You said not paid ads, um, but you're wanting to reach a specific demographic based on your client or niche market. How do you approach that? We'll be right back with the answer to that question and many more. 
Anbury is thrilled to present a new community crafted exclusively for you. Elevate your business game with a powerhouse combination of knowledge, networking, and personalized support. Connect with a tribe of like-minded entrepreneurs and small business owners who share your passion. Exchange ideas, collaborate on exciting ventures, and propel each other's growth to new heights. Our interactive workshops led by industry experts cover the full spectrum of marketing, finance, branding, and beyond. Experience the magic of a weekly live kickoff call with Anbury to guide you through streamlining processes, overcoming obstacles, and securing those well-deserved wins. Together, we'll conquer challenges, offer advice, and celebrate victories, making the journey all the more rewarding. Ready to soar? Join the Anbury Village today and unlock a treasure trove of benefits designed to skyrocket your business success. Register now at Anbury.com and be part of this extraordinary journey. Your business deserves nothing less than greatness. Let's make it happen together. So I will have like my clients join different groups, Facebook groups. We'll engage in there and people will friend them. Uh, we'll also do just the organic posts, uh, you know, with reels, especially uh, you get so many eyeballs that you're not friends with, like 90% usually are people that aren't following you with reels. And so being able to do that, then people start following and they kind of become leads right over time. They just keep coming back because they liked it or they viewed it for more than three seconds. The, that's how we get them the audience that they want. Uh, the other thing is, you know, we utilize them gain on podcasts, we utilize any speaking engagements. Like there's a whole organic strategy beyond like just the posts and stuff. The posts and stuff do their job too. But we also have other support pieces in there. So that way uh, they're getting as many eyeballs on them as possible without having to throw a ridiculous amount of money into it. And I'm sure not all of your clients are reaching out to you going, hey, I've just started this thing and I'm getting ready to set up all my social media um, and love to bring you on board right uh, right out of the gate on that. I'm sure you have a lot more calls of people going, I've tried this myself and we are either in crisis or we're getting negative feedback. I'm getting a lot of unfollows. Um, how do you how do you handle challenging situation like that? Yeah, a hundred percent. So I had a client recently that uh, they were told all these different ways to do their socials. Like they were told, oh, you need to buy followers. You need to do all these things to grow their socials. And what happened was, is basically they were in front of people that weren't their perfect audience. Like they were in front of people not even near where they live. Like it was just a mess. So what we ended up having to do was go through, delete the followers that didn't align with them. And then we ended up going through and starting to friend people that are right mm -hmm. to teach the algorithm over again that hey this isn't what we want people like this isn't our ideal audience you have to kind of train the algorithm to ignore what you've trained it to do uh that's why i like don't recommend buying followers or anything like that because what you're actually doing is completely messing your algorithm up you're because you don't know where those followers are you don't know what they do you don't know anything you're just getting follows that aren't going to buy from you so on top of that to expand on that what are some other common mistakes or misconceptions that businesses make when managing their social media presence the other uh thing we see a lot of and you kind of touched on it earlier is every post is a Canva post, right? Like every single post is this 
cookie cutter Canva. They think that because they made a pretty image that that's going to bring all their people in. Um, more times than not, when we see someone literally doing every post is Canva, people get sick of that, like we were talking about, right? Same thing, they scroll past it, they don't want to read it. So um, creating a brand that isn't based off of Canva, based off of, you know, a certain style and stuff, but making it based off of your personality, making it more personal is like the best thing you can do in those situations. Um, when people make it only about business, only about you know, don't include their personal life. It's one of the biggest mistakes I see. Uh, what if, what if, what if a business owner isn't comfortable sharing personal life or being in front of a camera or doing, doing videos? What advice would you have for them? So I work them up to it. I have a couple that were like, I don't do this. This is not me, blah, blah. They're now doing video once to twice a week for me, which I'm like super proud of them. But I work them up to it. The reason why it is so important is you want to build no like and trust with your audience. You want to build this bigger than just, oh, it's a brand and I need the service. You want it to be, hey, Gary is awesome and you know he's always posted about his dog that he walks down the road and he just takes great care of that dog so I know he'll take great care of me in business right so those little connections that you don't think about it's just these little nuances that subconsciously like lay in the back of the brain as like bricks for your business and so what I do is I'll start with them just sending me one photo a week. You know, I'll be like, hey, can you send me just a picture of yourself? And I will put it in a Canva image so that way it's a little bit more and they don't feel like it's just them on the picture, right? Because they, right. it's like, ah, you know, it feels like more, they feel more professional at first, right? We get in the habit of, okay, now that we have one picture a week, now we're going to do, uh, you're just going to take a video of you, your feet walking into the office or you know a picture of you walking into uh, a building something like that where they're not showing themselves and then the next week it's we're adding their voice even though they're you know not physically on there we work them up in baby steps till the point that they're in front of camera and they're doing video naturally hmm and different platforms i would expect call for different photos and different videos like LinkedIn, very professional, Facebook, very friendly, TikTok, very trendy. Um, how do you ensure that brand consistency and voice across all those different yeah. social media channels? So we usually utilize the same content. We just word it differently or, <laughs> you know, make it a little bit more uh, professional if it's on LinkedIn, but we'll utilize the same concepts, right? Like if I'm making a post about uh, someone being in the core value of integrity in a roundabout way, you know, it might be the same story, just told a little bit differently on each platform, or it might be the same video, but with different uh, caption under it, different hashtags, depending on the platform. So a lot of moving parts in this, because you're, you're helping your clients become more comfortable on social. Um, you're developing content strategy that of course is going out months. Um, but how, how do you um, how do you accommodate for the platforms that are constantly evolving? So that's what like my job and like my team's job is we're constantly staying updated with what's happening in the platforms, things like that. Um, and that's why our contracts are only like six months long mm -hmm. at a time because if we need to change a contract, 
because a new platform like Threads came out or, you know, if something new happened, you know, we we, we include that into the new contract or, uh, you know, I might, when we're testing a new platform like Threads, I might be like, hey guys, uh, we're going to add Threads on to you guys for now as free so we can, you know, play around with it, get to know the platform algorithm because no one really knows what's going on with it yet. That's so there's different ways we go about it, but we always make sure our clients are getting the visual that they need, knowing what's going on, uh, and we communicate and have strategy sessions with them over it too. Awesome. And can you share, this is the last question of the interview. You've been amazing in providing all of this information. Um, can you share some successful social media campaigns that you've managed and explain a little bit about the strategies behind that success? A hundred percent. So I have um, a client who's a seven figure business coach. He it runs uh, huge events. He has one next week, for example. And, uh, you know, being able to fill up his events, being able to get him in front of audiences. Uh, you know, there's a couple of videos where he has like 150,000 views and things like that, where it's a big um, presence. Uh, but more importantly, everyone knows his brand. So when they go on there, you know, it's very apparent, like, this is who he is. Um, I, I have a couple of business coaches that I do that one, one in the contracting space. And uh, like, it's just brand consistency across the board. And so when I put a call to action, or they put a call to action out, they're getting feedback, they're getting that, oh, send me info, send me info, right? And it's like the closes are happening behind closed doors. Um, depending what a person wants uh, growth-wise, we have a, multiple stories. It's kind of the same thing. Um, I have a realtor client that has 200, over 200 agents working for her. Uh, and we just help them recruit more agents. So it's good stuff. Well, this has been very, very helpful. As as you know, we met briefly before the before the interview when we scheduled your interview, and I'm starting. I I, I wipe the slate clean after a two year mm -hmm. break. Like everything that was Anbrie before is gone, and I don't know if that was the smartest move. Let's meet. Let's just delete everything on all my social media, and let's start from ground zero. Um, mm -hmm. Let's just clean the slate and start anew. Um, so a lot of this stuff is um, is coming in pretty handy at the right the right time. So I really appreciate yeah. you sharing it. Absolutely. And sometimes having a clean site is required. I've had clients where, you know, it was the followers were also fake and we couldn't train the algorithm. Right. Like or they weren't no longer they were no longer the ideal client. The old audience was. And so having to do that clean slate is, you know, important sometimes. Mm -hmm. Well, tell people um, how they can get in touch with you and how they can work with you. Yeah, absolutely. So um, you can find me at www.smdoctor.com. You can also, um, you know, check out our membership at member.smdoctor.com. Uh, I'm on every social ma media platform, as you can imagine. Uh, so Caitlin Young Official, uh, literally everywhere. You're more than welcome to DM me or contact my team on there. Uh, and we're more than willing to talk to you guys about it. Wonderful. And also, Caitlin has agreed to do her own village talk um, to all the Anbury Village members. And that's going to be happening on Friday, uh, July 21st at 3 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Uh, Eastern Time. So 
I'm looking forward to that. Thank you so much for your time today. Yes, thank you so much. It was an absolute pleasure. Hey there, lovely listeners. Another awesome episode of the Amory Podcast is officially in the books. I hope you've been soaking up all that amazing knowledge from our chat with Caitlin. Now here's the scoop. Mark your calendars for July 21st at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, because you're in for a real treat. Caitlin is bringing her expertise live to the Ambry Village. Yep, you heard it right. Get your questions ready because you'll get to ask them in real time. Come join the Ambry Village today and score yourself a seven-day free trial. You won't regret it. Head over to Ambry.com to get started and let's take your business to a whole new level. Thank you for being such an incredible audience. More episodes and exciting guests are coming your way, so stay tuned. Keep those big dreams alive, break those boundaries, and remember, success is just around the corner. See you in the village.